Everybody, what's wrong with emotional excitement? Don't you like an exciting church service? Yes. <laughs> I don't want no I'm dead service. Uh, it, excitement, excitement suggests to me a loss of control, loss of self-control. Um, it's not going to be an accident that you make it to heaven. So Good point. If, if you if you're full of emotion and lack any self-control, you're likely to make the wrong decision. Somewhere along okay. the way. Okay. Well, in this one, it's talking about mingling the true with the false. So um, becoming kind of becoming excited about stuff that's really not true anyway. And the decision for Christ, like you said, has to be based on a um, well thought out, you know, rational approach. And not, I'm, I feel good right now, so I'm going to trust God. Now I don't feel good, so I guess I don't trust God. So. Emotions change too much to base your faith on. Excellent point. Emotions change too much to base your faith on. Uh, our emotions go up and down every day, right? Mm -hmm. Today I love the Lord. Tomorrow I hate him. Today I love him again. Tomorrow I hate him. Also, there are a lot of, I've been to churches before where everybody's cool. Everything is peaceful till the music starts. Then they get the bass player going and next thing you know, everybody's shouting and turning over the furniture. <laughs> totally emotionally based you know it's just not it's not what god expects he says to us come and let us do what reason reason, reason together it says that we should study to show ourselves approved rightly dividing the word of truth we have a lot to be excited about salvation in jesus the love of god and his mercy and forgiveness we have a lot to be excited about but it shouldn't be dictated on our emotions. It shouldn't be dictated on the weather. It shouldn't be dictated on the pianist playing louder or softer. It should be based on a knowledge of Jesus Christ and him crucified and coming again. So excitement is good, but we have to be careful that it's all done in the light of God's word. Wherever men neglect the testimony of the Bible and turn away from the plain soul testing truth, which require self-denial, and renunciation of the world, we may be sure that God's blessing is not there. It takes self-denial to be a Christian. Had you ever noticed that? What do you have to deny? Yeah, that's why it's called self-denial, right? That's right. So if any man's gonna come after me, let him deny himself, take up mm -hmm. his cross and follow me. So. That's uh, giving yourself over to the control and power of the Holy Spirit and not to the dictates of the flesh. Amen. So again, it's not an emotional thing. It's good to be joyful and praising the Lord, not saying that. But as Lakita mentioned, our emotions go up and down. We can't base our faith on something so transient and changeable as emotion. It has to be based on the sure word of God and his promises. So if we, uh, I had mentioned about music in the church. So is music a bad thing? No, no. What about having drums in the church? What about having piano in the church? I think, a good talk. I don't, think, I don't think there should be any instrument that should be banned because the drums <laughs> or the piano is no holier than any other instrument. 
it's it's how you use that instrument you know everything when you're cooking something all the ingredients make it gives it the taste together if i put too much sugar too much salt that dominates it ruins it and so i think i worship everything is to be uh used to worship god david said praise him with the temple the dance the loud symbols, the high, let everything that have breath praise the Lord. So it's how you're praising the Lord. You call up and it's ecstatic, you know, where the music takes over, you're worshiping the music. I remember a person came to our church and they said, oh man, you all church is boring. I said, well, what do you mean? She said, well, you all don't believe in praising the Lord. And, but it was all based on this ecstatic emotionalism where you have to jump up and down and and, and and they felt that if they didn't experience that then they didn't have church right you know and, and it's just a, a misunderstanding of what true joy is <laughs> true joy doesn't come from outside influences it comes from your heart and knowing that god loves you so much now it says uh, about music on page 159 the things you have described as taking place in indiana Teresa, you from Indiana? What happened? I am. <laughs> <laughs> Says the Lord has shown me would take place before the close of probation. Uh, Lakita, what happened with Indiana? Okay, so in Indiana, um, people decided that they were going to have holy flesh, and um, you're not going to have holy flesh until you get to heaven and until you're translated uh, when Jesus returns. But they used music and um, did some dancing and what would happen is someone would faint and then they would carry him up to the front and, and some people would be singing, some people would be praying aloud, some people would be <coughs> clapping, the, all the instruments would be going. And um, they would say he had, um, he had translated over, he, his translation had occurred and he now had holy flesh. And the problem with that was that uh, the next step she said would be that people would believe that they can, um, they cannot sin because they have holy flesh, and that they whatever they do it is not, it won't be considered a sin. Hmm. That was in the um, reading in Selected Messages, chapter two, verses. I mean, uh, pages thirty-one. Selected Messages two, pages thirty-one through thirty-nine. Now she was writing about Indiana, but I'm sure Indiana wasn't the only place that was going on. But it's very interesting. Uh, it says in the in the 159, there will be shouting with drums, music, and dancing. The senses of rational beings will be so confused that they cannot be trusted to make right decisions. A bedlam of noise, that's a bedlam of noise, not music, a bedlam of noise, shocks the senses and perverts that which, if conducted rightly, might be a blessing. It says the powers of satanic agencies blend with the din and noise to have a carnival. And this is called the Holy Spirit. So one of the things I was thinking about, some of us remember that movie, uh, The Blues Brothers, and they had that church scene where they was doing cartwheels and backflips and jumping <laughs> off the table. You know, and that's what I was thinking about when, when I was reading this. And it says, like you had mentioned, Paul, Satan will make music a snare by the way in which it is conducted. Mm-hmm. Nothing wrong with music. There's music in heaven. The angels sang music at Christ's birth. Nothing wrong with music, but the way in which it is conducted can be a real problem, which will lead us away from uh, the way God wants us to worship him 
in the beauty of holiness, God's work is always characterized, it says, by calmness and dignity. Again, not that you can't have a good time praising the Lord. It's okay to shout hallelujah, but make sure that uh, we're truly feeling God's Holy Spirit and not something other than that. Also, it talks about, oh, let me ask you, have, do anybody remember the, the celebration churches? Anybody oh, remember that term? What was going on with that? What was that about? Well, it was about <laughs> this ecstatic experience and everybody sh shouting and praising the Lord. And you just, as she said, a bedlam of, of noise, what it, what it uh, turned out to be. But, and that's what she guarded against. If you think about our churches now where the world has actually has influenced all the churches and we're we're really putting a high focus on music. I mean, black folks all the mm -hmm. time, we like music. Mm -hmm. uh, as she said, we have to look out for the false revival. You know, all of this music and everything, building everybody up to uh, this ecstatic emotional experience when it says in a still small voice that God speaks something to deep to affect your consciousness and say, Lord, what must I do to be saved? Because it brought out how people will who get on this spiritual high will end up when they come down in a worse position than they had before they be, uh, even entered that, into that uh, worship experience. Mm -hmm. That's right. Very right. That's on page 160. Uh says, when the happy flight of feeling, talking about that Emotional excitement is gone. They sink lower than before the meeting because their happiness did not come from the right source. When we have the true joy of Christ in our hearts, then it doesn't matter what's going on outside us. We still know, as the song says, I have joy, joy, joy down in my soul. The most profitable meetings, and this is interesting when we think about the type of services that uh, we've been to and attended and uh, been involved with, it says the most profitable types of meetings for spiritual advancement, not just fun and excitement. The most profitable me meetings for spiritual advancement are those which are characterized with solemnity and deep searching of heart. Each person seeking to know himself and earnestly in deep humility, seeking to learn of Christ. As in, uh, forget which book, but it says there should be some weeping between the porch and the altar. Yeah, there should be some weeping between the porch and the altar. When we come to church, if we hear a beautiful message and we apply it to our lives, then we're not going to be so happy all the time because we're going to see ourselves if we're truly doing a deep searching of our own hearts and seeking to know Christ. And we're not going to be happy because we're going to see how far from the ideal we are and how far we have to go through Christ's grace. So it's good to enjoy seeing one another, good to have nice music, but recognize too that we need to be learning of Christ also. Sometimes I, um, you guys can tell me what you think, but sometimes I feel like we're um, kind of discouraged from having those types of services because there's always a need to, um, to reply in the sermon. You know, somebody needs to say amen. Somebody needs to, when you're in the middle of trying to, you know, kind of contemplate what's being said and, you know, what I need to be doing to get better so that I can be saved. So sometimes I think that is um, 
you know, kind of discouraged from us to have those type of um, experiences in church. Hmm. Well, I think that uh, you brought up an interesting point because Ellen G. White, who we have pictured as being the most conservative person in the world, but that was one of her favorite preachers was Joseph Loughborough. And sometimes when he would get to preaching, she would stand up and just shout out, glory, glory, glory. You know, Joseph Bates had to come over and kind of quiet her down and she'd get right back. <laughs> you don't have to be a sitting stiff. So God appeals through the emotion to the intellect. So you can make a, a, a decision of, of what must you do to be saved. Amen. Amen. Well, so, you know, I, have to, I have to say something, Paul. Lawborough, whatever his name is, it did not hear you say he was saying, say amen. What he said was filled with the spirit of God and stirred her to reply and to respond, which I've always have felt that the the thus um the response need to come from a heartfelt place and not from a requirement of the speaker. That's not, if that makes sense, you know, let the people be stirred and moved by the spirit of God to reply and respond as, um, as the Holy Spirit moves them to do so. Amen, I agree with that. Amen, that. <laughs> yeah, you don't have to say amen, <laughs> Amen, lights, huh? <laughs> I have a question in, re in response to that though uh, because um, who are we to say when that preacher is being actually led by the speaker to have called for that response you know um, I understand what Nikita is saying but there is a time and place that even so the preacher might have uh, been moved by the spirit to call for such a response. And we, have, we, have to we also have to remember that we are all individuals. And what happens in my heart hearing the same message as someone else heard may be received differently. And it's, mm -hmm. it's not our place to make judgments about whether someone is too emotional and hasn't gotten involved in the truthness of the message or whatever. That's between the person and God's spirit. And we need to respect that and not be quick to come to our own conclusions because we might not like or think it was done the right way or whatever. God's spirit will lead us if we ask for it. Amen. I think the whole point with that too is, has been mentioned. Just whatever you're feeling, let it be real. Let it be from the spirit, not from the music or from the any other source, but let it come from God. And it, it's very true. We shouldn't try and point to other people. Like uh, Paul, you mentioned about the Bates coming over to Sister White, trying to calm her down. That's not necessarily his job, right? I mean, if the Lord given her something to shout about, let her shout. You know, a lot of times we see, I'm always a proponent at when I've done uh, eulogies at funerals, people want to come up and tell the people, oh, don't cry, don't cry. Why not? It's a sad occasion. They should cry. Mm -hmm. They can cry if they want to. Some people don't. They don't have to. Some people do. It's the same way with shouting in church. Do what you want. Just let it be real. Mm -hmm. That's all. Just let it be real. Because the devil will use anything he can to get you away from what the direction where God wants you to go. 
it was mentioned earlier about the evil angels appearing as human beings. Satan and his angels who fell with him will appear on earth as men seeking to deceive. And the evil angels will misinterpret and misconstrue the statements of the messengers of God, meaning those words that we have in the Holy Scriptures and in the testimonies. And unless we follow Christ closely, Satan will obtain the victory over us. None of us knows the Scriptures as well as the devil. So unless we keep Christ on our side, we're going to be uh, lost. We're, they're going to get the victory over us which is why every Christian has to rely upon faith and trust and dependence upon God, because we're not strong enough Amen. by ourselves. Says evil angels in the form of believers, not unbelievers, mm -hmm. in the form of believers, we're working our ranks to bring in a strong spirit of unbelief. Now I've run across some people, I'm not saying they were evil angels in the, in the form of believers, <laughs> But these uh, members, they just have, I've run into members who have had so much unbelief. I wonder why are you even a member? If you disbelieve that and you disbelieve that, why don't you go elsewhere? Why are you here? Mm -hmm. You know, and I had told, I'd mentioned to people before that if you disagree with so many of the tenets and beliefs of this church, maybe you should look elsewhere. Mm -hmm. If this is not fitting what you think is right, you need to be searching for truth then. So we have to be careful because they are going to work in our ranks and the powers of evil will assemble in our meetings. You've heard people say uh, that there are devils even in your church meeting, right? Of course they're there. They're trying to win souls away from Christ. So while the powers of evil will be assembled in our meetings, they're not there to receive a blessing. They're there to counteract the influence of the spirit of God. So a lot of times we want church to just be smooth and sweet and loving, not always that way because the devil has his people out there too. So again, we have to be careful and rely upon God. It's not difficult for evil angels to represent both saints and sinners. Isn't that interesting? Mm -hmm. Because as the brother said, they're there to personate to make you think they are this person and they're not. So again, that's why it's important for us to, to stand firmly upon the word of God because everything else is very suspect, especially nowadays. You know, I like to watch those uh, uh, magician shows. <laughs> you know, the truth is, there's no such thing as magic. There's only magicians. So... I like to see what that kind of tricks they're going to pull. Some of them look so real, but I know they're not real, but they look so real that if I didn't know better, they would fool me. And it's going to be that way with the, with the devil and his evil angels. They are going to tell us so many different things. They're going to put so many things in front of our eyes and our ears, so many things in front of our touch, that if it had been possible, even the very elect would be fooled. So again, uh, don't get to the point where you think you know it all and that you're ready. We're only ready as God gives us willpower and the grace to be ready. And Lee, I'd like to add that, you know, you said that <laughs> you like to watch magic, but you know that it's not real, but it is real. Uh, some of the 
magicians now, uh, they do street magic. And you could, they'll do stuff right in front of you, uh, le even levitating, and they put in things underneath them, things like that. So we're dealing now on a whole different level than just the sleight of hand. We're dealing with demons that are, uh, are impersonating humans that are doing all these miraculous things, just setting up our minds to, for the great deception when Satan comes here on this earth to impersonate Christ. That's very true. Very true. It's all leading up to that, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Everything that we see or hear on TV or the radio, it's all Satan's trick to move us more towards being ready for that great deception. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, I think so, too, Paul, about that. I don't really like to look at these magicians nowadays because sometimes I just almost see the demons doing their work behind the scenes. But um, also, you know, when you talk about our minds being deceived, sometimes I think that what, like with this coronavirus, you know, the way they're handling it, like in, on one hand, so many people are just out there, like nothing is going on wrong, everything is the same and et cetera, et cetera. But when you look at the numbers, you know, like we was at 100,000 yesterday, now we're at 103,000 uh, today. Lots of people are really, really dying. And, but, we're being, I feel, intentionally deceived, and I believe this is from Satan, that um, people are looking normal, everything looks like it's going normal, but it's not. So if your brain is two different things are happening, for me, is one thing, I, what I see is different from what I know, and it's, it's confusing. Mm -hmm. uh, we had mentioned about the, Satan's great deception. What is Satan's great deception? We're on page 162. What is Satan's great deception? Pretending like he's God. Pretending like he's Christ. Right. Satan's going to pretend to be Christ. Or like the brother said, to personate Christ. He's going to assume, uh, he's going to assume to personate the angels of light, to personate Jesus Christ, because his plan is to deceive the whole world by his miracle working power. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. we have to be very careful uh, when it's only Satan assuming the person of Christ and apparently working the works of Christ. But you know, God is so good that there is a limit beyond which Satan cannot go. So he cannot exactly personate Christ, but as far as appearance goes, he's going to deceive some people. But as far as that goes, it would not deceive those who have studied God's word and are, and are trusting in him, but it will deceive those who are seeking to resist the truth anyway. So we have to be careful. Does, what do you think, if it says he's gonna impersonate Christ as much as possible, what part can he not personate or will not? Anybody know? No, his return. He's not gonna be able to, yeah, he's not gonna be able to. <laughs> I 
<laughs> right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I want in paragraph on you page one page one sixty two paragraph four. It says a power from beneath is working, and I want to know if you guys think this is the Kumalati or what? What is it called? Humalati. Illuminati. 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 Okay. A power from beneath is working to bring about the last great scenes in the drama. Satan coming as Christ and working with all deceivableness of unrighteousness in those who are binding themselves together in secret societies. Do y'all think that's including the Illuminati type of thing? It mm. could. That's a secret Absolutely. society, but they include them. Hmm. Mm -hmm. Interesting. I think one thing we have to be careful about, especially as people of this book, this Bible that we believe in and trust, we have to be careful that we don't let our own human um, feelings overpower the truth of the book. Um, we, we know for a fact that Jesus is coming back. That's what we know. We don't know when. We don't know exactly how the Bible gives us some information. And one is that he, he's not going to walk on this earth. And then when you read about Satan walking around, but then there are deceptions that we don't understand. So I feel it's very important to trust in your faith. And the faith is developed by studying God's word. That's our foundation. And God will not allow someone who's earnestly seeking to know his truth. I don't think he's going to allow them to be deceived by Satan when they are in God's word and in prayer and asking him for direction sincerely. He's not going to let you be deceived. Amen. I'm glad, I'm glad she said that because it's very important to realize that Satan is going to come in, in a way that we are not expecting. We think Satan is his deception is going to be so obvious that we're going to say, oh, no, but it's going to be so <laughs> magical. <laughs> He's going to be dazzling in light, like an angel of light. His voice is going to be so melodious. He's going to be uh, uh, performing miracles, healing people, even raining down fire from heaven. So you can imagine if CNN and all MSNBC, all the newscasts are there how powerful a message that's going to be. You know, I remember that um, my mother, when she was uh, a call porter uh, before the literature evangelist, they were call porters. And she was studying with this lady on the Sabbath. And that lady finally said, if God, I'm convinced, but if God would just show me a sign, then I, I, that, would just, that would just be the icing on the cake. Just show me a sign. And so later on, the lady told my mother she was out in the yard putting the clothes up on the clothesline. And 
a bird came by and swooped down and said, remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy? Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy? <laughs> and she told my mother that. My mother said, wow. But you know, that woman still did not join the church. That's why God says a wicked <laughs> nation seek a sign. So you should be uh, putting your trust and your worship in a sign because you're going to be deceived. You got to go by thus saith the Lord. Yeah. Amen. 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 It's very interesting. And I'm glad you pointed that out. We shouldn't be trying to look for something that we think is going to happen because uh, that's why he's called the great deceiver. Not just going to come at us all wide open where we know what's going on, but it's going to be in a tricky way. You know, and people don't necessarily understand. Um, Sometimes they'll say on a, on Judge Judy's show, the people, she asks a question and they try and figure out which way she going. And she tells them, don't try and think of where I'm going. Just answer the question. So we have to be careful that we're not trying to see where things are going in our own mind. But again, stick to what thus saith the Lord. One of the things that Satan's not going to do or that he's going to do, he's going to claim to have changed the Sabbath to Sunday. Again, we go right back to studying God's word and believing God's word as the foundation. So when we hear that, we know, no, 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 that's not right. You know, he's going to be impersonating the apostles saying, no, what we wrote then is different now. It's different now. We're going to have to say, no, 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 that's not right. That's not the truth. Satan's not permitted to counterfeit the manner of Christ's coming. He can come with the, with, the, with looking like Christ and sounding like Christ. And as you mentioned, with the melodious voice, disguised as an angel of light, he'll walk the earth, which we know that's not uh, what Christ said he's going to do. Uh, beautiful words, good words, kind sentiments, good deeds performed. It says, but on one point, there'll be a marked distinction that we can know because Satan, the impersonator, imposter, will turn the people from the law of God. So when this person personating Christ says, no, the law is done away with, that's an instant sign. That's an instant indicator that this person is a false Christ and that we don't need to be following him at all. So there's more than one thing to be aware of uh, as we've been talking about. That's why it's important not just read the Bible, but to study it. Don't just believe what other people are saying, but study it for yourself. Yes, because Satan has a flavor for everybody. <laughs> so mm -hmm. you, have, you have to understand, he knows you very well, just as the Lord knows us, but Satan knows how to deceive us. He knows us that well. So he has a flavor. We, we cannot outsmart him. Only God's spirit can lead us in the right direction. Amen. We can't fall for the miracles either because the, the evil angels have power to do miracles. They're not pretending. They do have power to do miracles. We have to be aware of those things. It says in this age, the Antichrist will appear as the true Christ on page 168. In this age, the Antichrist will appear as the true Christ and then the law of God will be made fully void in the nations of our world. Won't that be something? Just throw away God's word, just throw away the law of God and just do whatever. And we had read in a previous chapter that when God unleashes the four winds of earth, 
the devil will be unrestricted. And we have not seen what mankind can do under the influence of Satan's power. So uh, what we saw the other day with the, the police officer uh, killing that guy, George Floyd, that's going to be nothing compared to what people can do unrestricted uh, with the devil behind them. Uh, our big thing we have to do is stay prayed up, keep studying, keep praying, ask for God's deliverance, ask for his protection, ask for his discernment of right and wrong so that we'll know what to do, uh, know what is truth, and that when the miracle power of uh, the devil is displayed and the enemy comes as an angel of light, that we can distinguish between the genuine work of God and the imitating work of the powers of darkness. And remember, the Bible will never be superseded by miracles. We don't test the Bible by miracles that we see. Okay, on page 168, um, paragraph 3, and this is the second time I've seen this. It says, as the second appearing of our Lord Jesus Christ draws near. This is what I'm having a question about. Satan agencies are moved from beneath. What does that mean, moved from beneath? I don't know what that means. It's on page 168, paragraph three. Oh, uh, my pages aren't the same as yours. Well, right before the paragraph, right before miracles prove nothing. Okay. That could mean that they're no longer cloaked as, as, as we look at them now, but they're actually visible. Uh, and so that it could mean that I don't know either that that could be one of the things. I think move from beneath also could mean move with evil intent or move through the devil's power to do evil. Uh, last know, thing I wanted to oh, go ahead. I remember, uh, and I don't remember the pastor who pointed this out. But uh, I think it may have been C.D. Brooks. But anyway, he said uh, every time, every time Jesus comes down, the devil comes up to meet him. And uh, you you think about uh, the someone mentioned earlier today, the witch of Endor uh, calling up the prophet uh, so calling up from beneath and that's uh it's an interesting distinction that god comes down and the devil comes up mm. on the last paragraph just uh for the final paragraph it says and we've been talking about this th throughout the uh time the forms of the dead will appear through the cunning device of Satan, and many will link up with the one who loveth and make the lie. I warn our people that right among us, I warn our people that right among us, some will turn away from the faith and give heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devil. And by them, the truth will be evil spoken of. So we we're talking earlier about people um, from within the church doing harm and and talking evil about the word of God and leading people astray. So while we're praying for strength for ourselves, let's pray for strength for our fellow brothers and sisters in Christ, that they too will uh, allow God's spirit to lead and guide them into all truth, and that they will stay faithful to Christ as each of us is praying to stay faithful for Christ. 
it's going to be a lot coming our direction. Uh, this is just a small things right now, but what's coming is going to be so unbelievable that as we've been talking about, the only way that we'll make it through it is by the word of God and by the faith of his testimony. So let us keep that in mind as we study God's word, as we continue to pray for one another, and as we continue to witness to our family, friends, neighbors, and acquaintances. Amen? Amen. Amen. All right. Appreciate everybody's uh, participation. Are there Amen. any announcements before we go? Oh, yeah. There's a 24-hour um, a, a prayer service um, for this weekend, for Wednesday. Paul, you remember what he was saying about that fasting and prayer Wednesday? Do you remember the hours? Uh, I don't. Six thirty in the morning. Six thirty in the morning to after. To the what? Meeting. To about eight o'clock at night. Yeah. Uh huh. After after the meeting. And we're we're fasting from food. Yes. For those who can. Yeah, those that don't have medical requirements. Uh, Karen, will you be sending out a notice? Okay. I have. Okay. Next week. Okay. Next week we'll be in Testimony Volume 1, Chapter 64 at 2.30. Someone else had an announcement or a comment? I had a question. Do uh, on your service, do I use these same numbers to get into your your worship service on Sabbath? Karen, did you hear that? Same phone number but different password. Does Karen have your uh text or phone number so she can get yeah, it she, to you? Yeah, she yeah, she okay. does. Uh-huh. Thank you. Yeah, just look for the text to come through. Six three one three eight password. Okay, anyone else? I have a question. Is the revival that starts tomorrow going to be on our website? Is the revival that starts tomorrow on our website? The answer was yes. Oh. Yeah, it's a lot going on. I'm thankful, and Lakita was mentioning how thankful she is that the conference is still doing other activities that we can uh, attend and appreciate too. So that while we have this time at home, we don't just sit around wasting this time that we can be drawn closer to the Lord. All right, if nothing else, again, thanks to everyone. Let's close out. If we could just everyone recite the misfa. May the Lord watch between me and thee while we're absent one from another. Amen. 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 All right, thank you all. Have a blessed Amen. rest of the Sabbath. You All too. Right now.